Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Discerning Consciousness. I'm your host, Ant, and today I've got a special guest, which is a rare breed in this modern time, and that is um, actually a real journalist rather than all the fake ones that we find on uh, the mainstream uh, media. So uh, welcome to Discerning Consciousness, uh, Jackie. It's good to uh, it's good Hi, to have your company today. Thanks for having me. No problem. So um, we're going to get onto the subject uh, in a moment of uh, COVID and care homes, obviously, because uh, it's a very pressing issue at the moment. But I wonder if you could just share with our, our audience just a little bit of how you got into uh, journalism and writing. Um, I started back um, in the early 80s just um, randomly sending things to magazines and papers and then gradually sort of building up from there. Um, Mm -hmm. So I've been doing it 36 years now. So I started on on teenage magazines. Right, like Jackie and things like that. Yeah, one of my first short stories was published by Jackie. That's now funded. But um, I I worked on Just 17 magazine for a long time from kind of when it launched, just after when it launched to uh, when it folded. Um, And then just gradually doing bits and pieces for the newspapers and and just kind of toing and froing between uh, magazines and papers, really. I mean, magazines are a lot easier Mm. in that you'll get commissioned something and it'll be published. Uh, Newspapers, it's a very different kettle of fish because um, you're constantly pitching stories and they're often very time sensitive, you know, because uh, they're they're news stories Um, and you get rejected at, at the rate of knots. You know? I'm okay, sure, yeah. <laughs> just, uh, just a brief no is quite, yeah. quite good. It's good if they reply at all. No yeah, is yeah, good. Sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. And yeah. not for us, thank you. That's really, really good. So, sure. um, yeah, so, so with, with this whole um, uh, care home thing, I think um, I got interested in it when uh, my dad had a stroke in October 2019. Yeah. And... Um, as he recovered, he was. Uh, it was suggested he went into a care home. Mm-hmm. So um, the first home he was in was not very nice. He was there for about a month, and then we got him into a nicer one. And it was a lovely home. It was like it was like a hotel, really. You know, and he was he was well treated. You know, the, the people seemed nice, and mm-hmm. he seemed quite happy to start with. And we're all visiting him regularly, and then taking him out to the pub. And right, and he was gradually. Um, recovering you know but in a kind of very safe environment because he couldn't really look after himself at that point because of the brain injury the only problem was they diagnosed him with vascular dementia uh, which to this day I'm not sure that he has so he was put in a dementia unit with some people who were seriously ill you know with Alzheimer's and and various types of dementia and that was a bit frustrating for him because he was, uh, you know, uh, surrounded by these people in much worse state than him and I did ask for him to be moved yeah. And they said they couldn't because of COVID. They couldn't move him because there's another half of the, the home that was just for old people, you know, rather than... So you think in the in the first instance, it might have been a misdiagnosis? Is that what you're saying? I think so. But when I tried to put that to the doctors, they said, well, they just looked at me like I was in denial, you know. Um, <laughs> but I, I pointed out that he was getting better, whereas people with dementia and Alzheimer's don't get better, they get worse. Sure, um, of course. And the doctors argued that he, uh, well, with, with dementia you do have um, little phases of them seeming to get better and then they, they just deteriorate. So, I mean, I kind of um, wasn't sure about that, but mm. uh, so, so he was in, in the dementia unit. And then of course, I, I went to pick him up uh, one day to take him out to the pub Sunday lunch. 
Yeah. And the, the, the door was locked. The front door of the care home was locked. So I knocked mm. and there was an old, another old man standing with me waiting to go and see his wife because he had lunch with her every day for eight years. And um, and they came to the door and said, sorry, we're in lockdown. And I was like, I was thinking, are we in a film? What's going right. on? Yeah. Really it's strange, it's you know? very Hollywood, isn't it? Yeah. Because yeah. they've used, yeah, they've used all this uh, Hollywood terminology. I mean, I've been just, in, in, I've been watching... Um, episodes of The Office, the American one. Did you ever see that? No, I saw the, I never saw the American, but yeah. It's really, really, it. I mean, I, I watched it years and years ago when it was first out and I just thought I'd give it a little, uh, a little look at it again. But mm. um, the things that, that was 2007, I think, when the first uh, series of that was made. And there's references in that to what's happening now. It's really yeah. bizarre, like lockdowns and, and just really subtle little references about uh, their viruses and, mm. and, and vaccinations. And like when one couple in the, in the, 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 the um, series is having a baby, uh, the crazy guy in the office shouted, don't get him vaccinated. Um, and it's so it's like, not... you know, really insidious little um, things. In, 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 in plain sight so it's not just things uh like films like contain contagion it's obviously um in in comedies as well not just uh, yeah yeah i've seen it worked into loads of stuff so anyway um yeah, sure but so they said we're in lockdown and and i said what do you mean they said because of this virus this covid virus and i said oh, don't be ridiculous my dad's waiting to come to the pub with us he wants his sunday lunch mm. and they said no sorry you can't come in i said what do you mean we can't come?" i said can you bring him out to the door then so i can explain it and they said no He's in his room and we can't bring him out. The old man standing on the doorstep started crying and was mm. saying, my wife needs to see me. She'll get really confused if she doesn't see me. And I've seen her every lunchtime for eight years. Yeah. Yeah. And they said, sorry, you can't come in. And so we were just turned away. And, and, and that was so that was the first uh, inkling of, of what was about to happen. So was that early on? Was that March, April time last year? That was then? February. So that was even before the official lockdown, which I believe was the 25th I think it was this time last March. year. It was yeah, like yeah. the 21st of February or something like that. And we'd only just been hearing little bits about it. So this, the, the, there'd been no rules brought in. No. The, the COVID uh, um, legislation, the, the COVID Act, uh, Coronavirus Act hadn't been passed at that point because that was part, passed in March. Um, but they'd taken it upon themselves to do this lockdown without any warning. So they'd so, made a unilateral decision then, um, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I thought this is very strange. Mm. So um, I man managed to uh, speak to my dad on the phone, uh, but he doesn't really like the phone. He, he was finding it confusing, you know, he doesn't like to use it. As a lot of people, um, older people have problems with phones and, and, sure. and technology. And um, but we from that point on, we started talking maybe 10 or 20 times a day. He was ringing me because he was so worried about what was going on and didn't understand, you know, why he why I couldn't come in and kept yeah. saying, when are you coming to see me? And I was like, I don't know, because this is something really strange is happening. So he was quite worried about it all. Um, and uh, that that then continued. Uh, the first um, article I wrote was um, I, I sent to the papers was about, um, was on, on March the 25th, it was published, but by um, an alternative news site, because none of the papers would take it. And that was about how the, um, the virus had been categorized as, as, as not high consequence. Do you remember that story? Oh, they, they, the government, um, it, it, was, it was on the government website, they reclassified the virus. Yeah, they which basically right. downplayed, so, um, yeah. 
So I spotted that and wrote about it and sent it to the papers and they were not interested at all in hearing that, you know, they, no, they were already, I think, given instruction to get the fear going, you know. Sure, so, of course. So um, I, it was published by News Punch, which is an alternative site and it's still there. Mm. Um, and, and that uh, information is still on the government website to this very mm. day. Yeah. So I was trying to say to people, look, don't worry about it. It's not yeah. anything serious. Even the yeah. government are saying it's not anything serious because mm. they obviously have to cover themselves. Mm. So um, that was the very first article I did. And then from that point on, I was trying, I was looking into it. Um, I'm friends with David Icke. So I sent him some figures that I found that were obviously skewed. Mm. And um, and he used that in one of his uh, videos that he did about, about uh, uh, fiddled figures, you know, on the ONS um, site and um, this that was about April mm. and then um, I was talking to one of the carers at my dad's care home and she was just going through some information that they had on him just updating it and mm. she mentioned uh, DNRs yeah uh, that he had a DNR and I was I said well, what sorry what's that and she explained and I said oh no no he doesn't need one of those <laughs> she was mm. basically saying if anything happens to him and he and his heart stops or he stops breathing we'll just you know we'll just leave him we won't resuscitate and I said well that's a strange thing to do why would you not resuscitate someone and she said well you know when um when old people go through something like that maybe a cardiac arrest then um when when they come out of it they're like a vegetable she said that's what and they're like a burden on their family and I said, well, not necessarily not all of them and she uh, but that's how they sell it to the old people that's how so they that they it. they communicate in that kind of le- callous way and 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 yeah. they seem okay communicating in that way they uh, and they're in a care environment that's very yeah. strange yeah. and I said to her well, is that what you told my dad when, when and they said yeah so I said well I need to speak to someone like that because I want that taken off his file immediately and she mm. said oh it's not that simple you need to speak to the doctor so I said okay can you schedule me a meeting with the care home doctor so the, me- the meeting happened when I went for the first window visit to see my dad mm which was just ridiculous. So, you know, he's sitting there in his room. Wind, we opened the window um, and he came and stood near the window next to me so I could like, hold his hand while we were chatting. And, um, and then the doctor came in and I said, oh, I need to speak to you. And he said, oh, I'm really busy, I can't speak. I said, no, no, I need to speak to you uh, right now. Um, he said, well, I haven't got time later. We have, we're gonna have to do it now. And I said, fine. So we were having this meeting with my dad sit, sat between us, stood between mm-hmm. us. And my dad said, what are you talking about? What's a DNR? And I said, I explained to him. And he said, yeah, yeah, I, w- I want one of those. They told me about that. And I said, no, dad, be quiet. You don't want one of those. And he said, no, I do. I don't want to be a burden. You know, if anything, you, if he said to me, when you die, you die. You don't need to be brought back again. And this right. is kind of what, how they sold it to him. And I said, dad, look, let's put it this way. If it was me and they put a DNR on me and I uh, had a heart attack, would you be happy if they just left me and didn't try to bring me back? And he said, oh, you're upsetting me now. Um, you know, I don't want to talk about things like that. And, and then the doctors standing behind him were trying to have this conversation. It was impossible, you know. Mm. In the end, the doctor said, no, it's down to his GP to remove it, not, not me. Mm. So, thought, oh, that was a waste of time. Um, and then I did a few window visits. It was his birthday. We were allowed to sit in the garden, um, you know, three meters away because I said no to everything that they offered. No, no PPE, no temperature test, no nothing, thank you. 
And they said, okay, well, that means you have to sit three meters away. I've got really bad eyesight, even with my contact lenses in, you know, I sure. barely see him three meters away. I'm like waving at him. But as soon as their back was turned, I went over and I gave him a cuddle. <laughs> and, and he said to my daughter who was with me, oh, can I, can I have a swig of that water? And she's like, yeah, sure. And we'll like, pass around this water bottle. And he's like, quick, quick, they're coming, you know. <laughs> it's ridiculous because it uh, I, I remember um, we've seen these almost haunting images on the mainstream uh media with like hands pressed against the glass oh yeah uh, I've, I've and it's, it's it's absolutely it's it's absolutely haunting uh, and and it it really is quite shocking seeing those images and the way in which the media was saying well that's a good thing because at yeah. least these elderly folk can see their friends and obviously family yeah. but they didn't just they couldn't see that you know the, the inhumanity of that no, no, I think I think a lot of people could see that. Um, mm. But we, we thought, oh, it's not going to last long, you know, exactly. Yeah. Probably a couple of months or whatever, and then it'll all be back to normal. Well, I yeah. knew that wasn't the case. I think, yeah. I think that's what most people thought. So I uh, started looking to, into DNRs and mm. I wrote up a, a feature based on, up on what happened with my dad's DNR mm. and um, and spoke to a whistleblower doctor who uh, is a cardiologist and I and um, and they gave me the inside, inside info on how it all worked. And at that point, I was told that um, DNRs, um, this cardiologist worked in a, in a hospital in London and told me that these DNRs were being put on everyone over 60, um, anyone with a physical disability, anyone with a mental disability or any kind of mental health issue, um, children even, like autistic children, so anyone who came into a hospital, for whatever reason, the DNR was put on, on their file. So I said, um, well, what if the family or the patient doesn't want that? Agree, yeah. And the cardiologist told me that that would just get overridden and it would be scored, that request would be scored out on the file and it would say overridden by doctor. Um, and that would be it. And um, so that was pretty shocking. So I wrote up that story, told the Telegraph about it. They said, yeah, we'll definitely take that story. I wrote it up and then they got back to me and said, actually, no, we, we can't take that story now. And they never tell you why. No, of course. It's like maybe, you know, a features editor likes the idea sure. of it. And then, and, then, and then it gets passed on to someone higher up and, and at some point, you know, it gets shot down. So, and that happens quite a lot. Mm. Um, Sometimes I'm surprised that the features editors are, are taking a story and I'm thinking, well, it's not going to get past the editor. But I think sometimes it just sneaks in or the editor doesn't see it. I don't really know because you, you don't get... It depends on their workload, probably. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. it could just be something like, oh, it's too late now, we left it too long. That happens a sure. lot. Can I just I check, think... Jackie? Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. Can I just check? Yeah. So these DNR DNR orders, Yeah. What lev where were they coming from? Sent the government? passed um, down through the, the health service the, the doctor the whistleblower doctor told me that they were coming from the men in suits the bureaucrats right that's what the cardiologist told me same as the protocol at the time for the, the, the treatment protocols which yeah. everyone could see were wrong sure. and the cardiologist was, was saying to me that all all the nurses and doctors were going this is strange why are they telling us to do this you know why are they telling us to, uh, to put patients on ventilators when when it's clearly killing them? You know, sure, but yeah. they just followed the protocols because that you know they. I, I find it hard to believe that people's jobs are that important, but they obviously are. Well, yeah, you raise an important issue uh, that um, you spoke about with David Icke in your uh, yeah. 
uh, video which I saw which was very interesting I'll put a link for um, the viewers they can check that out as an interesting discussion we you had with him and it comes down to the individual kind of moral compass of everyone involved in this from doctors nurses carers care home managers it's almost in a lot of instances they've abrogated those duties and it's well we have to do this because these are the rules well yeah. you know that's what's happened in many tyrannical regimes in the past yeah. you know and, and yeah and as you said to, to to David Icke in the interview it's it's almost a repeat of what's is uh what's happened in the past and yeah. uh, and that's what's really shocking about the situation we're in yeah so yeah it is really shocking um since uh, I spoke to David mm. I know and before actually uh, other whistleblowers came um to speak to me were sending me their stories or I'd see something on on um you know on Facebook or whatever videos and contact people mm. and quite a few people did come out and they they were ID'd and uh, given their giving their names and um, and you know not, not being anonymous like my my original one was mm. um which is incredibly brave and they lost their jobs as a result of it you know mm. um um but the papers would take those stories. That, that, so that's what I was saying to people, you know, really it can't be anonymous because otherwise it could just be a made up story. Yeah, so, um, exactly. Yeah, they'd sure. like to put a face to the story and a name. So there are some very brave people came out and spoke and um, most of them women, I must say, which is, which is interesting. But then maybe more women work in those professions. I don't know, but um, the warriors at the moment do seem to be mainly well there's been many discussions i've seen online uh, about yeah. the lack of the so-called divine masculine stepping forward and yeah. um, many times i've been in a shop before they made it far but before they applied the rules in a much more stricter way with wearing masks and i've been in supermarkets and there's i'm a very slim guy there's nothing of me really physically <laughs> and you're standing next to some muscular jacked guy and he's got his mask on and they're it's yeah. like well you know who's the masculine guy here but anyway i wonder if we could just fast forward to yeah. when you made the decision to actually remove your uh, father from the care home because i know obviously that's um, most people uh, most people with family in care homes sorry most yeah uh, perhaps with mums and dads and grandparents yeah. they wouldn't think that that's even an option so how did that come about and what actually happened well after about three window visits um, I think on the last win window visit um, a nurse came into my dad's room and she said oh, you've got the window open you're not allowed to have the window open <laughs> I said are you serious yeah and she said no no I, I was thinking you know According to the adverts, don't we have to let the virus out? Well, exactly, you know, the, the green the mist. COVID's the on green, the outside the green now. mist, yes. Are they yeah. on the inside trying to get out or on the yeah. outside trying to get in? We don't know. Exactly. <laughs> so I just saw a funny meme last night, actually. It's a doctor talking to Boris Johnson saying, and are these COVIDs in the room with us right now? <laughs> <laughs> so it is a bit like that, you know, and there's been so many complaints to the, sure. to the advertising people about the, the, the NHS adverts that are being put out, absolutely ridiculous. So, um, yeah, so, so that, last, that last window visit, mm. I, uh, she said, close the window, and I said, no. And she said, no, you've got to close the window. And she came over, I said, no, 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 we're not closing the window. Don't be ridiculous. How, how will my dad hear me? How exactly. can we hear each other if the window's shut? And she said, oh, you can phone him on your phone. Right. And I was like, no, that's like a prison visit. I'm not exactly. doing Exactly. Sure. I said, no, I'm gonna, I'm, I, the visit was coming to an end anyway. And mm. I'm, I said, I'm going to go now. You, 
quite often it was raining outside or cold, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. Standing there, you know, and you, can't, yeah. you couldn't really stand there that long. And also my dad would kind of drift off, wander off, and I'm like, Dad, where are you going? Come back. Because it, <laughs> it's difficult, you know. Sure, of course. Yeah, just yeah. going to the bathroom, and then he'd be in there for 10 minutes. Yeah, you know? sure, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and so it was, like, quite strange. And um, I think what happened was I, it was when I got a, an email from the care home saying mm. that there were no no more window visits. Mm. I was like, okay, now this is just getting ridiculous, you know. And my mm. dad was ringing saying, when, when are you coming? And I said, no, they've said we're not allowed even to come and look through the window anymore. Mm. And um, and I just thought, no, I'm going to get him out because he was getting really depressed. Because mm. no, he wasn't, yeah, after, after that, after they said no more visits, he started to get depressed. So I can't remember when that was. That must have been autumn, maybe, was it? That that lockdown. Oh, I, yeah. From reading your article, uh, what I picked up on was um, the distress of your father. And I was thinking of, you know, the distress of his fellow residents across yeah. uh, across the country. Um, I think, yeah, it was about October time, was it? Autumn time? I think time? it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was October. Because yeah, I, yeah. I was writing about it for The Telegraph then. So I yeah, did, that's right, I did yeah. three, three articles in a row. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, I just thought, no, that, that we can't, we can't have this. You know, it's 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 just too cruel. And he every day he was saying, "When are you coming? When are you coming?" And I sure. said, um, "Well, actually, I I did get him out in the summer for a, a three day um, come and stay with me. But yeah. that was very it was very hard looking after him on my own for those three days. And we drove each other mad. And sure. and you know he didn't sleep at all. He was up all night. And so it was like it did make me make me realize that he did need some you know proper care. Sure, that was a temporary was like, temporary breakout, was it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, <laughs> he was laughing. And, and I don't really know how we wangled that. I just said, look, I'm coming to get him. So when it came to the autumn with with this other lockdown, I said, right. I phoned the manager again. I said, I'm coming to get my dad and she said mm. well no you can't because no one's allowed in mm. and I said right I need to speak to the owner so I, I, I managed to speak to the care home owner and yeah. I just said if you I'm, I'm coming to get my dad this week and if you try and stop me I'll take you to court and you'll be <laughs> shut down I said yeah. because if you try and stop me you're in breach of our human rights mm. and also you're imprisoning him and I can prove that in a court sure sure and I and I, I can I can bet that knowing the mentality of that type of professional they would have checked out your name to know they were dealing with a professional yeah, person here out, dealing I, with a journalist I, it's like uh, okay well yeah you know, maybe it was that you know so yeah. I had a bit of an advantage there if it was that because I told them but I was also writing about them you know, <laughs> yeah. and they weren't getting presented in a very good light so maybe no, sure. but this this care home owner he just, he just kept the owner he just kept laughing when I was talking and I, I said to him why maybe it was a nervous tick I don't know I said, you really should stop laughing because it's not a laughing matter, you know. No. Uh, he was trying to just like dismiss it and, and, sure. and what I was saying. And I said, I'm coming to get my dad on, on Tuesday. I'll tell the manager, I'm picking him up at three o'clock yeah. and I want him to be brought outside. Yeah. And I said, I'm going to take him out for a few weeks, you know, just so he can have a break because he's getting almost suicidal. He was saying sure. things to me like, what's the point of being alive, you know, and Fucking, um, you know, yeah. it's not worth living anymore. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of people felt like that. Exactly. So, so I just, um, I turned up thinking, if they do bring him out, they're going to be absolutely horrible to me. But no, sure. they brought him out on the dot of three and and were, they couldn't have been nicer. They were sure. falling, tripping over themselves, you know, <laughs> being so pleasant, being lovely to my dad and saying, sure. make sure you come back. And that's when I got it in my head, actually, I don't think he should come back. So we no, sure. 
so he, he got in the car and he said, are we going to the seaside? And I said, no. I said, well, we can, but first we're, first we're going to go back to your house. And he's like, sure. I don't want to go back to my house. My dad has a council house in Dagenham. Sure. And, um, and the council, want, as soon as he was in the care home, the council wanted the house back. Right. And I said, well, no, because he's coming back soon, you know. And they sure, said, yeah, well, yeah. that's not likely. And I said, well, that's what's happening. Sure. And I hung on to the house. Normally they want it back within six weeks. Sure. And six months later... I still managed to hang on to it. We were paying the rent on it all the time. Of course. And and when I came to visit my dad, I'd stay there. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, so yeah, so we went back to his... I said, we're going to stop at your old house for, for a cup of tea and then we'll, we'll play, it, play it by ear, you know, see where we can go after that, see if you like it. And he was nervous, saying, no, I'm not going to like it. You know, I don't <laughs> sure, want to go yeah, home. yeah, sure. Um, so I was thinking, oh, is this, the right, is this the right thing to do? But as soon as he got there, he was very happy and settled into his usual chair like oh. he'd never been away and um and and he's been there ever since cool. um it's been difficult because i tried to look after him myself yeah. he had a seizure um about a week after i brought him home yeah so he had to quickly go into hospital but he was fine it was just um he's got he's diagnosed with epilepsy since the stroke so apparently sure. he will occasionally have a seizure and um and I've had uh, a few different carers so far, and sure. he's very happy with the one he's got now. She's just sent me some pictures on my cool. phone. They're out. I hate I hate to interject at this point and be no, rude, no. but we're literally coming up to the end of okay. our Zoom allotted time. Oh, uh, um, okay. Thank I didn't you. Know there's an allotted time. Yeah, there's an allotted time. Yeah, so thank yeah. you so much for sharing the story of your father. Yeah. Um, it's really fascinating, okay. important information to get out there. So it would be great if you could come back on Discerning Consciousness yeah, I'd love when you're to. free. I've got other people's stories as well. Sure. You know, sure. that'd, be, that'd, be, that'd be amazing. Uh, perhaps yeah. talk around, we could talk in, in the next uh, episode maybe about controversy about the increase in deaths in yeah. care homes because that's another show and I've got evidence to bring. Just lastly, um, yeah. How can people um, tap into your work or how can they access your work? Well, I say I'll share the uh, link to the David Icke video because that's got a lot of interesting yeah. information. In it. Well, if you just, uh, uh, you know, put my name in a search engine yeah. and uh, I'll come up. Cool. Um, I've done lots of different types of work, obviously, over the years. Um, yeah mainly human interest stories which yeah i did check out you you've got a very impressive back catalogue from a wide <laughs> a range of subjects from i had sex with an alien type of thing yeah. and all the ghost stuff is <laughs> so check it out people she's got uh yeah. it's got very interesting <laughs> it was a ghost catalog. not an alien oh yeah the ghost one yeah and so it wasn't me it wasn't me <laughs> i was in a, okay. no, it wasn't me that, that had the experience it was an interview with someone else right yeah <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, so, I do a lot. Of, I do a lot of uh, yeah, a wide range of, of uh, things that I think people will find interesting. Yeah, it's, well, it's all life's all about human stories, so it's good yeah, to it's I good to share those. So thank you so much, Jackie, for appearing okay, today no, on Discerning morning. Consciousness. Um, we will speak again um, yeah. soon because uh, uh, you've got a lot of important information to share. So have, yeah. thank you, thank you very much again. Mm -hmm.